Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Help Desk for Thursday, the 10th of December. My name is Peter Wells. And I'm Tess Bennett. And Tess, we've got a couple of reactions to the media bargaining code that dropped yesterday. We do. And after what feels like a decade of talking about this, uh, yesterday Treasurer Josh Frydenberg tabled the media bargaining code in federal parliament. Look, there's not a lot new to tell you that we haven't already told you, uh, but the reactions from the media were mixed. Some thought the legislation was a giant leap forward and others called it a missed opportunity. Yeah, so one of the people that were very positive were news, was News Corp's Executive Chairman Michael Miller. He said, it recognises the value of journalism and it puts a framework in place to formalise how digital media and media companies should work together. It's important to have as many Australian voices heard as possible. And in a practical sense, this legislation will give us the ability to cover more topics in more regions with the confidence that journalism that we are publishing is also going to reach the right people. And uh, Nine Entertainment doesn't like it. A spokesperson uh, there told its paper, the AFR, that the concessions given to Facebook and Google further entrench their monopoly power and the imbalance in media and tech regulation. And uh, another story across at the AFR, it's been widely covered by the media, loves writing about itself (laughs) (laughs) and talking about itself. Uh, Yolanda Redrup at The Fin uh, interviewed industry heavyweights from media and tech for their takes as well. Yeah, and tech industry veteran Paul Bassett called the code bad policy, but he hoped it would see an end to the war of words between media and big tech. He said, it makes sense for both sides to sit down and work out something everyone can live with. In a perfect world, you will end up with a logical, rational outcome that everyone can live with. And that's the the general theme of this week has been just live with it. It's not going to be yeah. perfect, but just live with it. And I think that's a, a, a very optimistic call for a perfect world. And it does, in, in one way, yes, it does make sense for these two players to sit down and have a discussion. But I just think they're coming from two different planets almost, that uh, mm. they're almost not arguing over the same things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the big tech, especially, all the decisions are made in California and they don't really appreciate when other jurisdictions try to what, tell them what to do. Mm, and, you know, apart from the damage that it might have done to journalists' jobs or to the services exchange would receive. I kind of like a part of me wonders what it would have looked like if the government went harder and Google and Facebook went for their nuclear option uh, and pulled out of Australia or stopped updating services, which they threatened to do. I just, you know, I, I sort of wonder what that would have looked like. Mm. Yeah, I've seen a couple of people being very disappointed uh, with the outcome, and especially because of those concessions to Google and Facebook. But I, I just never thought that we would get something that would be, you know, fire and brimstone against tech. Like, they're just too big. Both both companies are just too big to allow for for them to, to leave the country. And, and I think was how it all came down at the end of the day that, that Facebook has more engagement on a post 
than we have people in this country. So, you know, at the end of the day, we, we don't really matter too, too much to them. Yeah. So unfortunately, we have not solved the business model for media just yet. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> but thankfully, uh, sticking with the federal government, AFP powers are, are being delayed. So do you want to explain that one for us, Tess? Yeah, so we discussed this earlier in the week and uh, those new powers proposed for the AFP, which give the federal police the ability to take over online accounts of Australians, uh, has been delayed. So the bill has been referred to the Parliamentary Joint Committee on Intelligence and Security for further scrutiny. That means we won't see another tech bill rushed through before Christmas this year. Yeah, thank God for that. Look, I'm the worst person at getting my, my work in at the last minute, but, you know, it, it tends to not end up being as, as good as you would hoped. And, uh, Peter, another Apple announcement. They aren't finished for the year. I wish they were, but yes, you're right. Uh, <laughs> Apple had another announcement overnight. Uh, they announced the AirPods Max, which has been rumoured for quite some time, and I, I guess it, it, we should have expected to see them uh, come out with this before Christmas. The over-ear headphones start at $549, US which is a jaw-dropping $900 reduce. At that price, they better bloody sound amazing. The current industry-leading noise-cancelling headphones are the Sony WH-1000s, which can be bought for about 400 bucks for the current model, or you can get it for around 200 if you know where to look uh, for last year's model. So that's a hell of an increase over what are considered to be the best noise-cancelling headphones on the market. We were discussing uh, on, on the Slack channels I'm part of today the look of the uh, smart case that they come in, mm -hmm. uh, noting, and also <laughs> I should say, point out Tegan from Gizmodo also made this uh, this uh, same remark uh, on Twitter that it does look like a interesting functional or sports bra. Uh, but to me, I was like, oh, maybe, it, you know, like I look at it and I sort of see a luxury handbag from like yeah. a Gucci or a Chanel, which like $900 is cheap then. <laughs> yeah, I thought it looked more like a handbag than a bra myself, but I did like one of the replies to Tegan was someone saying, it looks like the bikini top that you have to buy when you're on holiday because all the good ones are sold out. So despite the price, uh, Mark Gurman <laughs> notes, the shipping time has already blown past for Christmas. Uh, so if you order from an Australian, the Australian store, then don't expect headphones or your bad bikini uh, to arrive until mid-January. Mm, yeah, so I guess if you want them for Christmas, you'll have to go down to an Apple store. Anyway, moving on, and Google's Look and Speak just looks amazing. Yeah, this looks pretty wild. So Google has released a new app called Look, and, Look to Speak for its Android operating system. And what it does is it allows users with speech or motor impairments to simply glance at the screen, a screen of common phrases, and then the app will track the user's eye and speak the phrase for them. Yeah, and phrases can be added or edited to allow users to speak with their natural voice. Editing phrases does require key input, so that should be set up with either a friend or a carer. But once that is done, uh, this looks like an amazing uh, an amazing service for, for people who do have speech or motor impairments. And the use case here that they say is, you know, for, for those little moments where you're trying to speak to someone at a train station or or just get some directions. This is this is what that this app is for. There is no word yet on an iOS version of the app, but if you really do want to see it and you should, this is incredible accessibility, then check out the video that are that is in our show notes. 
Yeah, this is probably the best use of eye tracking um, that I think you get, you can come up with. Mm, absolutely, yeah. Eye tracking, it's not just for creepy advertisements anymore. <laughs> anyway, that's all we have time for today. Thank you, Tess Bennett. Thanks, Peter. And we will speak to you tomorrow, Friday at the end of the week. Yay. <laughs> speak to you then. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.